What up, what up, what up, everybody? How y'all doing? It's your boy, Daydream, and this is the Couch Potato Podcast. Um, by myself today, but, you know, we're going to get this thing done. There's a lot to uncover, and going to do the best that I can to get through this. So, the first thing we're going to talk about is the Stephen F. Austin incident. Um, a young lady by the name of, <clears throat> excuse me, Kristen Evans was sleeping in her dorm room and the college police and the police department and Stephen F. Austin woke her up at 3 in the morning with guns in her face because of her white colleagues decided that it was okay to make these threats towards her because of her skin color. My thing is, when will this all stop? Like, it is the most sickening thing I've ever seen. Never have I ever seen in my lifetime the 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 hate towards African Americans. Like, as if we don't belong here. Like, it, it really has to stop. I don't want to go too long into this, but at what point do we say enough is enough? Now, these... 10 students there need to be expelled and they need to be in jail. That's just point blank period. There's no way they should be walking around like nothing happened or they think it's a, a game. It's not a game. People's lives are in danger and they all need to be arrested. Say what you want, say how you feel about it, but at the end of the day, I don't care. Oh, we, we all did crazy stuff at 18 and 19. Yeah, but most of us was not calling, you know, trying to threaten people's lives and get them, you know, shot at or even thrown in jail. That could have easily been a Breonna Taylor moment. And these 10 children, I'm not going to say children, these 10 adults, because most of them are 18, 19, 20, 21. Maybe there may be an exception of a 17-year-old in college already. But the, the hate has got to stop. I'm sorry. The hate has got to stop. If If, if you have that much hate, and then you claim that you're a Christian, like, yeah, Christ is not in you. Don't care what race, creed, or ethnic background you come from. Nah. That's not how that works. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Moving on, um, we got the week four of the NFL. A lot of games were played, a lot of surprises. And, I mean, I, it's, it was crazy. Um, one of the games, which also... We got some breaking news. The Texans head coach and general manager, Billy O, got let go. I know that rhymes. I should be dropping bars, but that's not why I'm here. We're here to talk sports. So, yeah, Billy O is gone. He's no longer the coach. He's no longer the GM of the Texans. And this should have happened three years ago. This should have happened before they tried to get Laramie Tunsil and started trading away draft picks. Um, I understand Deshaun Watson needs his blind side protected, but not but not for no future first round and second round picks. He's out. So now who's going to be the interim coach? I'm sorry, anybody can do that job right about now. Just call up some plays from Madden and boom, there you go. Because I'm pretty sure that's what some of these coaches do anyway. Unless you're like Deshaun McVay or... Um, Shanahan in San Francisco or even Doug Peterson in Philly 
kind of design these plays to, you know, get people in motion, get things moving and things like that. All right. So we're going to talk about, speaking of the Texans, Texans and the Vikings game yesterday. Um, that game was ugly to say the least, even though the score ended up being 31-23. Um, Deshaun Watson, he did okay. He didn't have a bad game. It's just he got sacked three times. It's not a surprise. And the Texans secondary, don't know what to say. My, my, might as well say even the front seven that, you know, Dalvin Cook had a really good game. You know, not on my fantasy, but, you know, he still had a good game. And it's just like Minnesota Vikings, I believe they had that game under control the entire game. Yeah, the Texans tried to make a run. And they, they shouldn't keep getting down like that. Like, it, I don't understand how they keep, you know, getting into these situations where Deshaun Watson, you know, is looking like a mediocre quarterback, and he's not that. He's not even close to being a mediocre quarterback. It's, it's just it's disheartening. You know, you're watching him. He, he just got all this money, and he really don't have any help. Bad play by Billy O to get rid of D-Hop. He's arguably one of the top two receivers in the league. Arguably. I say he's number one because the cat don't drop passes. And then he went a whole year with like 10 different quarterbacks and still became, and still want to say he led the league in receptions. The next game um, to talk about is the Cowboys and the Cleveland Browns. Man. What happened in Dallas? I cannot seem to grasp my head around. But you've noticed, like, all the games this year, the Cowboys have always been down, whether it's in the second or third quarter. They seem to get down and didn't have to play catch-up. Um, Dak Prescott even said it himself, that we, we can't keep getting ourselves in these holes and then try to make a comeback out of it. You know, yeah, you can't, can't keep doing that. I mean, granted... Yeah, Dak Prescott is putting up amazing numbers, but at the expense of the you know them being down by so much or they them having to play catch up, and then the Cowboys defense. Listen, you guys should have not given up 300 yards rushing. Period, especially when their leading running back was out in the, after the first quarter, I believe. Like, it's, I'm looking and I'm like, what's going on in Dallas? There's no assertiveness. I don't know. It it has to get better. It really does. Hopefully they turn it around in their next game. Um, Next game, also, it's been postponed until today. The Patriots and the Chiefs. This game, um... Just gonna say Chiefs are gonna win by landslide, only because number one, there's no Cam Newton control the clock, and Brian Hoyer, well, his career speaks for itself. Don't don't think he's a bad or a horrible quarterback. I mean, there are a lot of horrible quarterbacks in the league. He's not one of them. He's just not a good or above average quarterback. Just you know, but that game will be played tonight. And then the final also that's been playing tonight is the Falcons and the Packers. I got to pick the Packers only because Aaron Rodgers is playing at an MVP level right along with Russell Wilson. And their their defense 
always seems to make plays. The the Smith boys are always in the backfield making plays on everybody. And they've been doing this since last year since they got signed. But it's it's been an interesting season so far. Um, we were going to talk about the Steelers and the Titans, the Battle of the Unbeatens, but that game has got pushed back to, I believe, week seven. Next thing um, to we're going to talk about is the NBA Finals so far. So what I've seen, the Lakers are up 2-1, obviously, and the first two games, Lakers imposed their will on Miami. Game three last night, what I saw was Jimmy Butler have to play lights out, had to play his mind out. But he's going to have to do that for three more games. Like, he's going to have to do that for three more games. That is the only way that the Miami Heat have a chance of winning the finals. But the Lakers have imposed their will on their, their team, but Jimmy Butler is not going to go down fighting. He's not going to go down uh, without th throwing a couple of haymakers on his way down. It's, I mean, I'm not going to say the finals are lopsided, but I will say that watching the Miami Heat run the 2-3 zone, i seen some things that was like, yeah, if you put LeBron at the free throw line and let AD run the baseline, they're going to they're gonna be some points in the paint to be made. And it showed in game two that the Miami Heat didn't have an answer for the Lakers' counter to their 2-3 zone. I'm um, really going to be excited about tomorrow. You know, will the Lakers, you know, respond? Or will Miami even the series? I don't know. It should be exciting. I am positive that Lakers are going to go up 3-1 and probably close it out in five. If it goes six, that must have mean Jimmy Butler must have dropped 50 with a triple-double. Who knows? That's why they play the games. Also, the Los Angeles Clippers and Doc Rivers parted ways. And now he is the coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. My question is for the Clipper Nation, where do y'all go from here? Like, who do, you, who do you all hire? There are quite a few coaches. There are a couple of names that have been thrown out, like Tyron Lue being the coach, maybe Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson wouldn't be a bad idea because um, he definitely will establish a culture. Not to say that the Clippers have a bad culture there. They definitely play hard. It's just Paul George or playoff P is what they call him has officially become pandemic P. He was in a pandemic. He was in a crisis. He didn't know what he was doing out there. Um, for me, Paul George should just be quiet and play ball. Like, he shouldn't talk at all about anything. Like, he shouldn't run his mouth. He shouldn't be like, oh, I'm this, I'm that. No, he should just be quiet and play ball. Uh, mimic what Kawhi Leonard's doing and just go about your business. That's it. Clippers got a lot of answers. Because the, the dream matchup was supposed to be Clippers and the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, but the Nuggets showed that they were the better team or they had the more they had more heart because apparently the Clippers heart was not there so another thing to talk about we're going to discuss is 
high school players playing for HBCUs. I love it. I love it. There's the, the only way to put it. But I love it. Really love it. It will be very interesting to see who, you know, who like who who these big name players are that are in high school now go to these HBCU colleges like Prairie View, Alcorn State, Alabama A&M, you know, just to name a few. Like, I want to see, I really want to see how it all plays out. And there's no knock on the Dukes and Kansas and Kentucky, you know, the blue collars of the college football and college basketball. But I'm really interested in to see you know, who who these players choose as their colleges. And who never knows, some of them might even team up and just go to one together. And could you imagine? Whew, man. Could you imagine some of the players that are coming out now, these young high school kids that's playing basketball and playing football and teaming up together like, hey, man, let's go, let's go make magic happen for Prairie View or TSU or Norfolk State, you know, or Howard. I don't know if Howard have a football team, but schools like that. College games. Yeesh. First one we're going to talk about, this Arvin and Georgia game. Um, what I saw from that game that Arvin just never had it going. They didn't. I'm starting to second guess Bo Nix. Um, he sometimes he looks amazing, then sometimes you see he's average. Only passed 177 yards, but that may be accredited to the Georgia defense because they were in his face every play. It, it seems that way, but Georgia wasn't going to be denied. Georgia is on a mission, and they may be in the top four. Um, at the end of the at the end of the college football playoff, it's a possibility they'll be in the top four. I can see that happening, but yeah, looking at the stats for Bo Nix was not impressive. I'm pretty sure he got well. He didn't necessarily get sacked because he was able to escape. But man, this kid Stetson Bennett, I was a little impressed. A little. I don't think he should be a game manager. But I know they're going to try to groom him, groom him into being their, their starter for the next couple of years. And they have a couple of quarterbacks on the, on the bench as well. But, and man, Georgia has a slew of running backs. They can just insert anybody and they'll make magic happen. The other game is Alabama and Texas A&M. I'm just going to record and say, let's stop talking about a and football like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's not. Texas A&M has, has been an average college football team since even in the 90s that, that I can think of. They have not been this team that, you know, we should watch. Well, of course, unless you're an a fan, of course you're going to watch them. But what I'm saying is, is that they're not a team that we get all 
psyched about and they're going to fail us. You know, this was supposed to be A&M's year that they get past Alabama. They get, you know, they make some noise in the SEC and they don't. But it's no different what they did in the Big 12. Oh, they make a little noise here. They have a good record. They're 9-3. and three, And they still do not meet requirements that's expected of them. Just doesn't happen. So, Texas A&M fans, I'm sorry, but your team is just not that good. How does that, what's the name of that movie? Sorry, he's just not, he's just not that into you. A&M Aggies. They're just not that good. They're above average team. Doesn't even matter who they recruit. Just not that good. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Surprises and shockers. Um, what is going on in Austin? I've, I said last week that Tom Herman needs to go. He's not meeting the expectations of the alumni, and they got rid of Charlie Strong because of it, because they thought Tom Herman was going to take them over the top because, oh, he was the offensive coordinator at Ohio State with Urban Meyer, and then he came to U of H, and I believe they went 10-1 or 11-1 or something like that. Played in the New Year Six, got noticed, and he left jump ship with Texas because that's who they wanted to begin with. And I'm like, he really has not done anything. Sam Ellinger could be so much better. It's just Texas doesn't look good as a team, as a whole, a team as a whole. Been trying to figure out what's going on there. Um, Defense is not as physical. Offenses keep finding themselves in situations to where Sam Ellinger is trying to be like Johnny Manziel of college football. And notice I said of college football and not of the NFL because we see that didn't last long. But old UT fans, there is good news because guess what? Oklahoma lost too. That is even more of a shocker to me that OU lost. But I'm not surprised, though, because their quarterback, to me, in my opinion, is not that great. I don't think he's that good. I mean, he can put up numbers all you want, but I just don't think he's that good. People are going to be like, oh, Steven Rather, he's the future, although he's a redshirt freshman. I just don't think he's that good. Like, the past three years at OU, they've had Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, and Jalen Hurts. And he's nowhere near their level. I believe he could play I believe he could play a lot better. But I'm just not impressed. So and OU's probably gonna fall out the top twenty five for the first time in a long time. Not surprised. It happens. Finally, with college football, this upcoming game of Miami and Clemson. That is going to be a great game. I am excited to watch it. I'm ecstatic. But we shall see what happens. Clemson is probably going to win. They're at home, even though fans 
it won't be the full capacity of fans there. But Clemson is going to win. De'Ara King is going to put up some numbers. Again, I would like to see a turnover just so I can see the turnover chain come out. But that's just me. I like that when Miami turn when a team that Miami's playing, they turn the ball over and they bring out the turnover chain. They even have a song called the turnover chain when the ball is turned over. That's going to be exciting. So we're going to switch over to baseball and we are in the NLDS, National League, American League, Divisional Series. Wild cards are over with. And we saw that the Astros are the sleeper team. Even with their cheating or quote-unquote cheating, they are still the, the sleeper team that you can't sleep on. And you can't be surprised that if they win, if they beat Oakland, you know, they could be playing the Yankees. No knock on the Tampa Bay Rays. But the Yankees seem to thrive in the postseason. All they got to do is get there. I can see that if it happens the way it does with the Yankees and the Astros are in the ALCS, that series is going to have you on the edge of your seat because of the Yankees believe that the Astros cheated to get their World Series. And then they ended up getting to the World Series last year off of Jose Altuve home run against a role as Chapman. So, other games, uh, the Dodgers obviously are playing. They are going up against the Padres. That ought to be a good series. It'll be an interesting series as well. I believe the Padres are a good team. I give them that they're a good team. They're just not an elite team. It's the Padres. The, the good thing about San Diego are the beaches. Palm trees. Things like that. Enjoying the sunny skies. And the other NL game, Braves and the Marlins. Honestly, I'm, and I've been, I've said this, like, I don't like the fact that it seemed like every team was able to get in the wild card game. But I know they're trying to make it interesting and things like that. Just wouldn't expect the Marlins to be playing in the playoffs. And just last year, they lost, I want to say, almost 100 games. If they did lose 100 games. Who knows? Just got to wait and see. That's why they play the game. So, a lot of people don't know this, but I'm a huge boxing fan. Huge boxing fan. And with boxing, you know, it's all about technique. You know, you're there to box. Hit and not get hit. I've often quoted and said that your hands can't hit what your eyes don't see. And that's a true statement because otherwise... People would be beating Mayweather left and right. You may be able to love tap him, but you're never really going to just hit him. Only person I've really seen hit him was Shane Mosley. Like, really hit him. 
and Mayweather held onto his arm so he couldn't throw any more punches. Because he knew he he got stunned. And then, of course, Mayweather ended up winning the fight. But um, shout out to the Charlo twins, Jamal and Jamel. They were awesome um, this past weekend, last weekend, whenever they fought. Anyway, shout out to them. I have to look, uh, go back and look that up. Shout out to the Charlo twins, man. They are making some noise for Houston and in boxing, for that matter. I'm happy for them. Both of them, I, I I hope that they continue on, you know, taking over boxing in their weight classes. Then um, this Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. It might be over with in the first 10 seconds. Just, and I'm saying Mike Tyson's going to win. Even though it's an exhibition. Friend, well, I'm not going to say it's friendly. But Mike Tyson looks phenomenal. He is getting himself together for this fight that's been pushed back, probably because Roy Jones ain't ready for this smoke. He not. Mike Tyson is a heavyweight for a reason, although Roy Jones bumped up to the, I believe, light heavyweight. Yeah, you're not messing with uh, Iron Mike. They call him Iron Mike for a reason. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be real interesting. So, final thoughts. Um, the election is coming up. And we all need to get out to vote. If you're 18, get registered to vote and vote. Don't care what ethnic background you come from, get out and vote. It means that much that you do vote. Otherwise, they wouldn't be trying so hard to get us not to vote. And I'm speaking to... Now, more so my black community. Go vote. Your vote counts. Your vote matters. It means that much. Don't worry about what other people are saying or the distractions they're doing by taking away these mailboxes. And on top of it, vote early. Voting early starts next week. Get out and vote. Your vote matters. Your vote counts. Go vote. Because our ancestors, or, you know, well, I'm going to say ancestors. Yeah, our ancestors, you know, fought so hard for us to vote, to be given this opportunity to vote. Go vote. Don't, don't, and don't wait till um, November 3rd to vote. Vote early. Again, like I said, voting, uh, early voting starts next week. Get out and vote. It means that much. It really does. It means that much. And your vote does count. Your vote does matter. So regardless if you're 18 or 81, get out and vote. I've actually been thinking about going, like, people in my neighborhood, you know, people that are old enough who who maybe can't drive to a voting poll, to take them. Because... We can no longer be silent. We see what's going on in America, starting with the commander-in-chief on down how African-Americans 
or even our brown community are being mistreated. Now, how is it that you can't tell people from Mexico that they can't come to America, but y'all can come from England, you know, Great Britain, come over and oppose y'all will on a place where Indians, that this was their land first. We don't want to have that conversation. Just like we don't want to have conversations about how all African Americans are not criminals. Just like people say, or white people say, I should say, that all police officers are not bad police officers. But the ones that are bad, they got to go. Because the, the, the few bad apples that are African Americans, they go to jail. They go to jail, but the ones that's minding their own business, doing what they're supposed to do, you know, sometimes have to look over their shoulder because you feel like you're not, you're not safe. If you don't feel safe, go to another country. Because all I've heard was, if you don't stand up for the flag, you can go to another country. No, you can go to another country. Because this, this, this is not your country either. Anyway. That's my little soapbox. Listen, this is the Couch Potato. This is your boy, Daydream. I hope y'all enjoyed this. I will talk to y'all later. Peace.